Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Welcome, welcome. Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome back to That's How I Roll. I'm Jeremiah Isley. I'm your host, as I am every day. I'm always Jeremiah Isley, I guess. <laughs> I haven't changed yet, but uh want to welcome you back to That's How I Roll. Took a week off there for vacation, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it was much needed and much just glorious. So we'll get to that, like I said, in a little bit, but today's a special episode because it is a zero plus one episode. It's episode 71. Now, what's a zero plus one episode? Well, typically when we hit the zeros, I kind of do a little reset where I tell folks a little bit about the show, where it came from, where we've been, and also look forward to where we're going. And uh, so this one, it just took a little bit longer to get here because last episode I wanted to get out because of I had my boys on the show and it was a fun episode. We had a lot of fun laughing and playing in the studio and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, we were we were getting ready for our trip and things like that. And so here we are. It's 71. It's zero plus one episode. I can't believe we're at 71 episodes. It's super awesome. Lots of fun. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit, like I said, about where we've been. We're going to look forward to where we're going. Uh, I've got a a rejiggering of the segment uh, on which we we discuss life and games that we're going to kind of continue to tweak and make it feel... I don't know, more natural and comfortable. I'm going to talk, like I said, about the the Disney trip that we just went on. And I'm going to do another drive-by review. And we'll be talking about all those things and more in this episode. So what do you say we jump in? So just a quick look back on this show for folks who may be just joining us, just learning about the show and going, hey, I don't want to go back to episode one and listen to 70 episodes. I get it. I mean, if you wanted to do that, I'd be very grateful. That's always cool when people, I I gain new listeners. I can always tell because I'm like, oh, all these episodes have like all these new listens and it's great. But if you don't want to do that, you can just go back to any zero episode. So 10, 20, 30, 40 and so on and you can listen to those and it kind of fills you in on where the show started and where we're going so i'm going to do that right now and uh, give you a little history lesson we i started this show uh, here on theology of games uh, as a way of kind of filling my daytime drive i used to drive 20 minutes or more one way to drop off uh, my boys at school. And I said, you know, I could do something really constructive with this time. So I would just throw in my earbuds. I had a little, I eventually got a little microphone that I kind of hooked up to my phone and I would record on my way home, throw it all into my computer, edit it. And then boom, we had an episode. I was very, very ambitious back then. I was doing three, four, five episodes a week. And, uh, and then that kind of fizzled out because that was a really hard pace to keep up. But it was cool. It was fun. And that's why it was originally called My Drive. And then I turned it into That's How I Roll because it kind of had a better sound to, you know, gaming because that's how I roll in terms of 
how I do things, how I live my life and so on. But it's also, that's how I roll when I'm rolling dice on the game table and that kind of thing. So as this is a show about the games we play and the lives we live, I thought it was very appropriate to use that terminology. And I think it's a great, a great metaphor, if you will. Anyway, that's my personal opinion on that. Uh, but like I said, it is this show about the games we play and the lives we live. And I think it's important to know that I I'm a big gaming fan. I love playing tabletop games. I have a huge collection in my basement right now. But I think the thing that I love about it so much is that it brings people together. It brings, I I do so much life with my friends and my family together around the gaming table that it, you can't have one without the other, you know, like the games are great and I love them, but the games that we play together and the memories that we make and the laughs that we share, that's what it's, to me, that's what gaming's all about. Uh, The community, the friendship and and the things that happen around the table uh, are are va- invaluable. You know, I can I can sell my games off, but I'll never be able to sell off those memories and the friendships and the bonds that are made there. So that's why I like to bring in topics that aren't strictly gaming when I'm doing this show because I think they they intermingle all the time and sometimes we just don't realize it. So that's a little bit about the show roots and where we've come from. I've had a few guests on the on the show from times past. And that's actually what I want to talk about as we look forward. I'm trying to line up more of that. I want to have more interviews, have more folks on to talk not just about games, but about life. And um, that was kind of one of my original hopes for the show was to have a lot of guests on people that are part of my life and not just a part of the gaming community or a publisher or a designer, but folks who are a part of my life, who are friends of mine and, uh, it just contribute to who I am as a person, which in turn makes this show what it is as a, as a podcast. I'm also trying to figure out a way that I can do more reviews because I only do here. I only do one review a week, which is great, but I play more new games than that, uh, you know, on average. And so the, the list of games that I'm trying to get reviewed here on the show is growing and growing faster than I can review them one at a time. So I'm trying to think of a new format for doing that. I was actually thinking about doing maybe bonus episodes some way um, where it was just a review. So you could just tune in, hear a review of a game, and that would be that. And then sort of have the main feature show be all those segments that I normally do. So I'm, I'm kicking around some ideas with that, but I know it's important that I get more reviews done. Um, and like I said, also more interviews. So I'm, I've got some ideas. I'm not ready to kind of unveil anything there. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, I, if you've been listening for a little while, you know that I've been doing, uh, two legit questions and I've kind of pared it down to one. Uh, I'm trying to, I've been listening to some old episodes and I actually like the way I was doing the topic of conversation, the thought and conversation uh, segment for a while there. And I'm trying to think of a way to do that a little better. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I, I'm going to kind of rework things and um, we'll, we'll see what happens. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, I, those are kind of the, the points of business, of order, I guess, for this episode. More reviews, more interviews, and 
as always, I thank all of you for listening these past 70 plus episodes now. Super amazing. I'm, I'm super grateful for everybody that listens. Um, just thank you so much. We actually have some really big news to announce as Theology of Games as a whole, but we're not ready to do that just yet. So stay tuned. Probably in the next two to three episodes, we've got some really exciting stuff to, to bring to you. Uh, and I also want to remind you about Board Games FM. We are doing a daily podcast on Anchor, which is a cool app that you can download and listen to all kinds of podcasts that are created within the Anchor app. Or if you're listening through iTunes or Google Play, you can also find it there. Uh, but Board Games FM is myself, Scott Firestone, who's my partner in crime at Theology of Games, and also my buddy AJ Skiftstad contributes over there as well. We do, like I said, daily episodes there, lots of board game talk, lots of first impressions and things like that of games that we've just played, and lots of current news and Kickstarter news and all that fun stuff. So check it out, Board Games FM. I think you'll really enjoy it. Do you have a question for Jeremiah? A topic you'd like to hear him tackle? Just shoot him an email at theologyofgames at gmail.com or tweet at theologyofgames. Okay, now here's here's my new conversation slash topic te- topic segment. Uh, we're gonna call it for now. I'm I'm still working on this, but we're gonna call it for now. We're gonna call it real talk, and this will be where I talk about life and games and what's going on in my life, and maybe even the world. Um, here's here's some big news though. I'm doing away with the feedback loop as it stands. It's uh, it's a spotty segment because feedback is sometimes spotty. Um, but that feedback that you folks give me, I still want everybody to write in, tweet in, all those things. But it'll just show up as a part of this segment. It'll all be one thing that happens as a conversation. So sometimes maybe I'll start a topic in one week and we'll carry it on for a couple weeks because we, uh, you know, there's a lot of feedback and we can kind of have this conversation over the show as it goes. Uh, I also, you know, that'll all be a part of this and I want I want to bring up my own topics and I'm hoping that topics come up through you guys that we can discuss in this segment as well. So today actually I want to talk about this is super <laughs> this is this is my life right now. Um we just went to Disney. Uh and we spent a week there. We we were five days in the parks. We were in, in Florida. It was amazing. First of all, uh, we thought we are surely insane. We're taking a one-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an 11-year-old to Disney on a 15-hour car ride. And this is surely going to crash and burn. It did not. Uh, we had an amazing time. The kids were amazing. The baby was awesome and the whole road trip. On the way down, we broke it into two days. We stopped halfway at a hotel and then we finished it up the next day. And then on the way back, we're like, hey, this is going great. So we just drove straight through uh, for 15, actually 15 and a half hours, almost exactly. And the kids were amazing. They all loved it. We had a, an amazing time in the park. Again, the baby was great. We spent, uh, the first day we did Epcot, we spent over 14 hours in the park with no break. We didn't go back to the hotel. We didn't, 
you know, we had our, our meals and we'd sit down and take, take little breaks like that. But we were going hard in the park all day for 14 plus hours and everybody did amazing. They were all fantastic. Uh, so it was a great trip. But what I wanted to talk about with some of this, this is something that kind of came up with me is as we were there, I mean, it's an expensive trip. If you've looked up prices to go to uh, to Disney, it's not cheap, right? So I think, you know, I've heard a lot of people complain about that. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to pay like $17 for a hot dog or, you know, whatever these crazy prices are, which that's a bit of an exaggeration, but you do pay premium dollars for this trip. It's it's not a cheap trip to Disney, but the quality is so amazing. Like you, when you go to Disney, you go to Disney. It is everything that you think it would be. It is so over the top. It is so highly produced. It is so quality produced. All the rides, all the attractions, all of that stuff is so, so amazing that the dollar that you spend, you see where it goes. It's not like, oh, we spent all this money and this place is a dump. Like somebody's just lining their pockets. They are from top to bottom, customer service, the way it appears, all that. It, it, you, it's quality, but you pay for it. And for me, we obviously, we found that it's worth that, that dollar. It's worth paying for it. But, um, I think it's, I think that's so true in so many things in life, including, you know, games. There's a lot of games that are coming out now on Kickstarter and things like that, where there it's like a hundred bucks to back a game on Kickstarter and people are going, Whoa, what in the world? But do you want a good game or do you want a cheap game or, you know, do you want a good experience in life or do you want a bad experience in life and what are you willing to pay for it? And I think that's where that quality, um, you know, obviously everybody wants a value. Everybody wants to pay the least amount and get the most amount out of their dollar. Right. I, I totally get that. I think you should be frugal. I think you should be smart with your finances. No argument there, but if you want to be sure that you're going to get something, of quality, something that is, you know, what you expected, then sometimes that's just, that's the price of it is, is to actually pay for it. I, I think that is something that's overlooked a lot. I think a lot of people think, well, I paid a lot of money for that. Well, yeah, but did you enjoy it? You know, Gloomhaven was this huge game that came out and, it was a hundred bucks or more. I'm not even, I don't know entirely what the, the backing level was, but is it amazing? Is it what you expected? Is it what you expected and more Then great. Then that was, that was worth that hundred dollar investment and, and go for it. So I don't know. I kind of think that's, um, I think that's an interesting thing that happens in our society. We, we want to go for things that are cheap and then, uh, you know, I order stuff on Amazon or whatever that's super cheap and then it breaks in a month and I'm like, well, that's, that's not cool. It it broke. I'm like, well, yeah, but I paid like a quarter of what I should have paid for it. Uh, so anyway, I want to get your thoughts on that, you know, write in at theologyofgames at gmail.com, tweet at us at theologyofgames. Do you think it's worth paying quality? I mean, do you think we as a society are just always out for the bargain or uh, are there those of us that won't complain about paying what something's worth? So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. That's the conversation for this week. Let me know what you think. And uh, we will continue this conversation as your feedback comes in.
slow. Hey, everyone, look. It's time for another drive-by review. All right, we're going to do a review today of Valeria Card Kingdoms. All right, so Valeria Card Kingdoms is a game for actually one to five players. There's a solo variant you can play. Plays in about 35 to 45 minutes according to the box. Mm, definitely closer to the 45 if you ask me. And it says ages are 13 and up, but I will tell you my nine-year-old plays this game and loves it. Spoiler alert right there. So Valeria Card Kingdoms is a, I guess, a tableau slash engine building type game where it's almost uh, it's almost set up like a deck builder. You've got all these different types of cards set out and like a marketplace set up where there's different citizens, there's different uh, locations, and then there's different monsters all set up on the table. And as you roll your dice, uh, you, you get two, everybody gets two cards to start with. And on every player's turn, they roll the dice, everybody collects resources, and then the players can either uh, defeat a monster, gain a citizen, or go ahead and get a, a location card to add to their tableau. Now, you defeat monsters to get victory points, but you also need um, strength, which is a resource. There's three resources. There's money, strength, and magic. Magic is kind of a wild card. It, it can add on to money or strength in order to kind of put you over the top to what you need. And basically, once you deplete a certain amount of stacks of those cards that are out there, depending on how many players there are, you uh, whoever has the most victory points wins. And again, you get those victory points by killing the monsters mainly. There are some other cards that'll give you a, a token or two of victory points, but typically it's the monsters that you have. Um, you also have little sort of side things. Uh, you, everybody has a character that will give them uh, a victory point if they have for every set of three resources they have or different types of cards that they have that they've collected by there's different like uh, icons on them that will give you extra victory points but typically you know the main way of scoring points is by killing monsters so that is literally the game you roll a dice you collect by whatever numbers are showing, whatever they combine and individually. So the cards that you have have a numeric value on them. And so if you roll seven, you get whatever your seven card says and whatever the three and whatever the four cards say. Also, if it's somebody else's turn, you're going to gain those resources as well. But typically, as you would expect, if it's not your turn, you gain just a little bit less. So you're going to, uh, you know, there's an other player's turn resource that you'll gain and your player, your turn that you'll gain resources on. You gain those resources, you recruit citizens into your tableau, and you build your engine that way. And then you can Obviously, those things will give you strength when you roll dice, and then you can go slay monsters. So that is the game. That's really how it plays, and <laughs> it is so fun. Now, they give you extra cards. There's at least, I think there's two different sets of cards, so you can play any number of combination of, of citizens that are out there that you can recruit, a bunch of different types of monsters that can be put out. So there's a lot of replay value and there's a ton of expansions that have come out since this game has released. I don't have any of the expansions yet. I hope to get some because I love this game. We have had a lot of fun with this. This is probably 
honestly, it's probably one of my favorite games that's come out in the last couple of years. Um, it's simple. It's fun. It's interactive. It is no downtime because you're never, you're never not dialed in. You never have to go, well, I just had my turn. Now I get to w- get to wait 20 minutes before my turn comes back. Nobody's staring at their phone during this game. Everybody's in it all the time because every time somebody rolls, everybody gets resources and you can really kind of plan your, your turn ahead because sometimes you already know what you can do because you've gained the resources before you even roll the dice on your turn. So this one, uh, I just, I love it. If you don't have it, I, I highly recommend it. Like I said, lots of replay value because of the different combinations of cards that can come out, and it's just a lot of fun. It's a great, great lightweight game. You could totally teach this to casual gamers, and it would be a huge gateway because it's so fun, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm all for this game. <laughs> I'm gushing over it right now, but it is a solid title with a lot of replay value and a lot of interaction. Um, just go get this game. It's, it's tons of fun. So there it is. That's Valeria card kingdoms from daily magic games. Super, super fun and already expanded exponentially. So you will never get bored with this game. All right. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. This has been episode 71. Like I always say, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want to if you want to bring up topics to bring up in the topic segment of our show, you can always do that by emailing theologyofgames at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at theologyofgames on Twitter, as well as Instagram. We're over there and Facebook. We love to hear from everybody out there. So keep those emails and tweets and Facebook messages and all that stuff coming. Also, uh, just want to once again plug Board Games FM. Go ahead and head over there and listen to that. The Anchor app is really cool, folks. You can actually call in. There's ways you can leave voice messages for us and be a part of that show. Super, super fun stuff happening over there. I think you're going to really enjoy it if you get uh, plugged into the Anchor app. Or if you just want to listen to the show, like I said, you can do that via iTunes and Google Play. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming along. And thanks for 71 super fun episodes. It's been such a journey, and I'm so excited for what's coming next for this show and everything Theology of Games. Stay tuned as we get ready to make some super awesome announcements. But until then, I'm Jeremiah Isley, and that's how I roll. Thanks for rolling with us today. That's How I Roll is produced by Jeremiah Isley and brought to you by Theology of Games. If you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and drive safe.